0: man extraordinaire Kevin James
1: most adults would dump their partner if they didn't like their pet
0: am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news it's not news it's Kevin's news ladies and gentlemen say hello to Kevin James Kevin
2: good morning Kevin James the news today for seven o'clock brought to you by zero res. Uh, it
1: is news time on this Thursday morning, and we jump into the world of an elderly woman. She's 87 years old. She lives by herself in Maine. Brunswick, Maine is where she lives. And she said she was you know, dozing off to sleep when she thought she heard something in her house. So she wakes up to see a young man standing over her bed. Nope. No. I don't like this, right? No, I don't like this at all. It's an intruder, and he's standing over the bed. (sighs) And he then says to her, I'm going to cut you. What? Yeah, I'm going to cut you. And she thought to herself, well, if you're going to cut me, I'm going to kick you. She didn't tell him that. But she gave him a good swift kick right in the chest. And then, I love this part. This is great old lady stuff here. She then jumped out of her bed and put her shoes on really fast, so she could kick him with her shoes. Team lunged towards her, kicked him again. They start fighting. Uh, pushed her against a wall. They. She then grabbed a chair from her bedroom and started smashing him with the chair. WWE style. I hate this story, Kevin. Finally, the attacker just got tired of it and said, "Yeah, I'm. I'm done. I'm not gonna fight you anymore. I'm sorry. I'm done." He kind of ran out into the kitchen. She followed him out there, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. He's like, I am starving. I haven't eaten in a while. What does the old lady do? Well, sit down, and I'll make you some food. Knuckle sandwich. Sits down. She pulls out some honey crackers and peanut butter, as well as a couple tangerines and two containers of Ensure. That's what she gave the boy.
2: What is and he happening sat right there now?
1: He it- sat there and ate it, got his thing. He hadn't had food for a while. And she said, I could tell that he was in a very bad place, so I wanted to help him out. She did call 911, but he fled before the cops got there. A police dog managed to track him down a few blocks away from the house. Uh, he was charged with all the bad things. She said, I started as I was fighting him, I realized, I think I know this kid. I think he's lives down the street. He's a kid that I paid like 10 years ago to mow my lawn. So she kind of recognized him. Okay. And that's why she said, wh- and she knew he was in the kind of a rough situation. So she just thought, well, once he said he was done fighting, I just thought, well, maybe I'll kill him with kindness and
2: feed him until the cops get here. What in the world? Isn't that wild? Yeah, I don't love that, Kev. I don't, I, love mean, in, I don't love intruder stories. No, I don't like intruders at all. Let's start with I'm going to you. I like cut the you. fact
1: that she won the fight
2: and he
1: got, you know, she didn't get hurt or robbed or anything else and that he got a meal. Now he's probably going to get a few more meals now. They feed him for free. Yeah, they
2: do. I they get in jail. Yeah, you get that tray. Yes. Oh,
0: man. Boy, it's,
2: I know, you just, you look at that and go, oh, that is scary. No, but I do not like that, man.
1: Uh, Marjorie Perkins, well done. She she fought off the man. Just pick up a chair and start smashing him. Good night. Eighty-seven years old too is impressive. That is to fight back at all. That is. Uh, uh, I'm glad it had a the right ending. that's yeah. The only reason I could do it. Yeah. And of course, her kindness of giving the kid food because she was like, well, you could tell he needed it.
2: It's <laughs> like that's a great grandma. I also uh, that's what grandmas do. Really, do not like those crackers. Honey crackers? I do not like those, man. they never the worked for Those graham crackers? Me. Yeah, those graham oh, crackers. They're good. The ones you normally use on, I feel like you use them with s'mores. Yeah. I, I don't know. Why? No, man. I, oh, I've never sorry. liked those. I've always wanted to because I, I think it was, well, it was one of my grandparents. This is maybe a grandparent thing. My grandma always had them available. So it was always offered as a snack. And I always, I remember thinking, yeah. i if I like these, this would be so great because I would have a ton of them when I came over here. I would have so many op- I would have an opportunity to have them all the time. But I didn't like them. Did and you so ever try them to.
1: with frosting?
2: Yes. So, still didn't help. No. Wow. And you know, I don't like s'mores. I don't like s'mores.
1: And I can get that one. That's a lot.
2: I love a a roasted marshmallow. Don't get me wrong. Don't come at me with, how do you you not like that? I really just don't like graham crackers. I don't like graham crackers. And the other ones that got me that I wanted to love so much are doggone honey grams. I believe that's oh, what they're yeah. called, the well, bears. Because I
1: mean, that is a graham. Cra- if you don't like graham crackers, you're not going to like honey grams.
2: They looked so cool. Their commercials were always great. I was, I thought these are a great snack. I need to like these. Never liked them. I remember one time trying to like them so much, and I love cereal. I love cereal. I put them in a bowl of cereal, a cereal bowl with milk. Right. That maybe if I disguise them as cereal, I will be excited to eat these honey grams. I think that was that what they're called. Yeah. Uh, and and I did not, I did not like them. So I'm, i I've always been bummed out. Graham crackers in me just aren't the That's thing. Weird. Are you a graham crackers? Oh guy?
1: yeah. So I just, uh, probably two weeks ago, was at the store and I was looking for a snack. And it was late night and I just wanted something. I was like, yeah, I want something. I don't want cookies though. And I bought a thing of graham crackers.
2: Teddy Grahams, by the way. Teddy grams, Teddy yes, Grahams is what I was... The Teddy Grahams, yeah.
1: I think... That, is there a knockoff Honey
2: Grahams, though? M- maybe. Teddy Grahams, though, is the one I'm thinking of. All right, anyways. Go ahead.
1: Anyways, yeah, and I bought... Color. I bought graham crackers slim, and some milk, and I went home, and it's one of the most delicate balances in the world, trying to dip a graham cracker in milk, because it will go from yes. rock hard yeah. to just right to soggy at the bottom of the glass. Right. It just you- breaks apart in your hand and goes into the glass. And Kevin- so you just got to dip it just right, take a bite, then drink the milk. That's really the key.
2: Oh my gosh. And I did it
1: with uh, pretty much an entire box of graham crackers. Oh no!
2: Uh, th- that's... It I wasn't, love a good I was like, up.
1: I probably should have just got cookies at this point because I had forgotten how good they were, and I just it was like, wow, those are delicious, and I couldn't stop
2: eating them. Consumption rate on a lot of those products changes drastically with a glass of milk. Yes. it Just did drastically. You're so right. The Oreos don't do this where they break apart. The 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 graham cracker thing oh, where it's, it's in the milk and then you pull it out and it looks like a shark or something was in there and ate your graham cracker. Yeah, it's not good. So annoying.
0: Yeah.
2: Jackie said this, KJ. I knew a family growing up that bought tons of boxes of graham crackers. Yeah. They crunched them up and ate them as cereal. Made their own cereal. Made of their course. own cereal, but with the graham
0: crackers. Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. Roy said a big a a big smoke. He's a cheddar brat, aka Squirty Dog. Kevin James, aka Squirty Dog. Yeah,
1: I've never heard that, but I that's like that. awesome. Yeah. Squirty Dog is my favorite new term for, for a cheddar brat. A cheddar brat.
0: The Jay and Kevin show on the big ninety nine nine Coyote Country.
2: It's a listener letter, you wrote it down We picked it up and we're reading it now Gonna find out if we can help at all And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great So let's get to it, no need to wait It's a listener letter, don't you know And we're reading it here on the Jay and Kevin Show Dear Jay,
1: Kevin, and Slim Ugh, my mom has started dating my boss It's only been one date, but she's all crazy about him I've been around this guy for a few years and I don't really think he's a great fit for my mom. I work very closely with him every day. They're both in their 50s and when I told her I don't think he's the perfect fit, she said, well, none of them are at my age, so you just pick good enough. She also says that I'm just being selfish and don't want, you know, she doesn't want me around her boss. She's not wrong, but I also think she's gonna just get her heart broke Am I wrong if I start doing things to make sure it doesn't work out?
2: <laughs> 509-441-0999. 509-441-0999. I, I, this is going to be a tricky one because I, I, you and I, I don't think we've ever had a situation around our lives anywhere close to this. Have no. You, have, you ever uh-uh. dated a, have you personally ever dated a boss? No. No, I sure haven't. Okay, I haven't either. And I actually, when I think about it now, I don't think I've ever had in my life a single boss. A boss that is single.
1: Oh, okay. I think yeah, every I time
2: I've had a boss, they've been in a relationship. Here. Because I do I think, think it would be true. weird to like deal with a boss who is dating people like all over the place. And you're going to hear all those stories. I've just never had that in my life.
1: I mean, I am guilty of, as a young man, when my mom first tried to date. And this is like, you know, I'm like, maybe... 12 to 15 years old, you know, and my dad had passed away when I was seven. And so I remember when my mom first started dating someone, I wasn't super fond of it, but then she started dating my best friend's dad. And I was like, no, I, I remember trying to sabotage it, just full on trying to sabotage it. Eventually it was fine. They dated for a little while, then it was over, but it was one of those, and I'm sure I didn't help the situation, looking back on it.
2: No, but I, okay. but I was a, I was a kid,
1: and there was a lot of other emotions involved there. These are adults. It's a different situation, but I don't think it changes because there's times where you just want to,
2: you know, you don't want mom in your world. Okay, my, my buddy Steven, who I love, get the, get it done today, Steven. He's out there driving around. Why do you? Why did you introduce them? Why do they? You know that's, it's kind of going to be because she the the kid introduced them, correct?
1: I don't don't know. I don't know that. I mean, it's her boss, and they started dating. So I don't know where they. I would assume that they
2: met through the daughter, but I don't know that. I mean, I I, because that is that is a, a factor, KJ. If the if the daughter introduced them. You've kind of put yourself in this situation. You have. Now, if they met just randomly on, like, Boss yeah, Tinder. Boss Tinder, yeah. You know, which is exclusive. Very exclusive. If you met on Boss Tinder, then that's a different thing, and it's like, you know, your mom comes in and is yeah. like, look at this new person I'm, I'm dating, and it's your boss. That's kind of weird. But,
1: I mean, I suppose they could meet through, you know, just casual something, a work event, whatever, and not think that, oh, mom's going to be interested in dating him. So is she being protective of mom because, you know, he's not the best guy for her? She's been around him, so it sounds like she knows that he's not going to be the best guy for her. But does she just have to stay out of it and let mom figure it out?
2: I think you do have to. Unfortunately, I think you have to. I understand the confusion, and I understand the frustration. I think if the boss becomes... A problem like you get to see the boss, and you start seeing signs of ah, maybe some red flags. I don't know if my mom needs to be involved in this. Maybe you can step in a little bit. Yeah. Have you ever had to? I, I would ask this to everybody five zero nine four four one zero nine 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 phone number for texting and calling. Have you ever had to interject on a relationship with a friend or family or something like that where you had to step in and go? I don't know if this is. The, I don't know if this is the one. This is the thing. Yeah, I
1: mean. I've definitely had conversations with people where they kind of tell me what's going on and I'll just, I'm always honest where it's like, man, is that what's best for you? Like, is that, is it really making you happy or are you just doing it? I'm great at giving the advice, horrible at following it. Okay, fair. Yeah. Like I know hundred percent, I will give the advice that is the advice I probably should have given to myself in my last relationship. No, I not know what you're talking about. And it took me a year to finally do that. I don't know what, you, what, are you talk, I don't know what you're talking about. But it was because, I mean, if you want to get to-
2: I mean, Do you want to get into it, Kevin? Did you ever tell me anything? Like, Did you maybe ever tell me anything? And then all of a sudden you were
1: the opposite? I was. Slim. I had my reasons.
2: I had my reasons. I had, I had, my, I had, I had one very reasons.
1: important reason in my last relationship, which was I was not going to- Leave that person because I thought that was an important thing for that person.
2: Okay. All
1: right. I was not going to leave them because I just, that was a person who needed someone to stay with them. Yeah. And I was, and I was just determined, no matter how bad it got, I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not leaving. Uh, You're going to find out that someone can be with you forever.
2: Nope. (laughs) It's time now for a fireside chat with Kevin James. I'm so mad we haven't used this for so many years and now we've found it and I missed my opportunity right there to use it because this is a great fireside chat. Diving into relationship life of Kevin James, stuff I love. But we but it, it it was very interesting to me because you are good at you you have helped me out with a lot of relationship stuff over the fifteen years we've known each other. And I've been through a couple of them. Yeah. And you helped me a lot, and then I remember many times thinking isn't he taking his own advice? Wait a second. This guy. This guy. It is always easier it. said than done, right? Uh, that is so true, man. So true. That is so true. Anyways, back to the boss thing. I think you need to quit your job and move. <laughs> That's an option. Then I run not looked at that Now you don't have... Now you're out on... <laughs>
1: leave mom and boss. Just leave. Get out of there. Also, one of the truest things said in this letter. The mom says, We're both in our 50s. Okay. And I don't... You know, the daughter says, I don't think he's a good fit for you. And she said, none of them are at my age. You just pick good enough. Kevin. Boy, now that I'm in my 50s and I'm single and I start to think about if I'm ever going to date again. Like, boy, you do just have to decide, well, what imperfections am I going to deal with? Because there's going to be some.
2: you got to hope, though. This is so funny you said this. We just had a conversation with someone who was in their 50s this weekend we were hanging out with about this exact thing. They're, they're okay. single as well. And and they had this exact conversation. And they said similar. But then their thing was, and maybe this is – I'll ask you if you feel like this might be true. At 50, you realize you are going to have to have somebody come in who has – you know, maybe a couple things that are. Yeah, they've they've got a lot. I forget, of, you used a eloquent. Like, word. I would
1: refer to it as myself, as you know, I come with a lot of baggage.
2: Okay, so that's a good that's but a good, it's maybe not, term.
1: That doesn't mean it's negative all necessarily, but I got a lot of life that I've lived that you're gonna yeah. have to accept and. You know, when you're 50 and you're gonna start dating someone, they are gonna be in the same boat.
2: Totally. So that was a point from this week, and they were like, "Look, I get it. If I, when I was 25, if this stuff would have been part right. of the package, you would have been thought differently." But they said, "I also bring, I also bring Absolutely. all of that. So good that, luck if you, I, yeah, there, nobody does it. I, I bring that as well too. So that Jane perspective was helpful."
0: J Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Due to a laundry incident, you're not wearing undies today. Kevin James. By a laundry incident,
1: what I mean is I didn't do my laundry. <laughs> right.
0: The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote, Coyote Country. Country. I'm going to money.
2: What's well, Kit Moore's best song, Kev? Something about a truck. Is it something about a truck? I think so, for me. I mean, it is good. Everyone sang it last night. Kit Moore was at the Fox Theater last night. I, I, I don't know where I want to start with this. I think we start in the, the worst. We're going to start in the weirdest spot. Okay. We're going to start in the weirdest spot, and we're going to move from there. Kit Moore was at the Fox Theater last night, and if you have not been to a concert at the Fox Theater in a while, hey, Fox Theater, if you're listening... You sound amazing, baby. It's unreal, baby. You it sound is a different and I know
1: Kip Moore oh is gosh. a perfectionist with his sound. Yeah, he sounds great, tell. and he makes sure it sounds great. It is all the levels are right with the band and the vocals. But then you get it in that building. What a beautiful place to have it,
2: Kev. You go to oh
1: man, it, it sounded different.
2: You and I go to a lot of concerts, and there's a lot of times we go to a concert where we know the artist is a good artist, and you leave and go, man, I couldn't quite. I couldn't maybe hear understand yeah, the words. Absolutely. I couldn't the last hear
1: something. Few shows at the arena have been like, Wow, yes. why were they so loud? Or the bass was really weird. Like it was they sounded a little different.
2: Kip Moore was loud last night. That was a loud concert, but everything Perfect. was of the right yeah. level of loud. And that 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 place Fox Theater, I just I wanted to give a shout out to them to start the conversation about Kip because we don't get Kip Moore here all the time. So we're going to talk about that in a bit. We're going to talk about Kip, but we get the Fox Theater here all the time. And if you're sleeping on the Fox Theater, that we need to be proud of that. Spokane, no. you need to be proud of that. That's a really cool building, and it man, it's it really is. great for
1: music. And you forget how beautiful it is. Oh like, my! Why gosh. did they build buildings like that?
2: Yeah, it's
1: so like that, and the Davenport Hotel. You just go. That's how we used to build buildings. They're beautiful, slim. One thing I have to say about the Fox Theater as okay. well is that the seats are so comfortable. Oh, my gosh. They're those cushiony, just wonderful theater seats. And Kip Moore, right off the bat, we walked in. I just sat down, and Kip goes, let's go, and he gets everybody standing up. And I was like... I'm sorry, Kip. I just got in this seat, and it is very comfortable.
2: It was th- Kip, they're, they are so cushiony. They oh. are big. They're big. They're not like these tiny little seats. The seats at the Fox Theater are spectacular. Yeah, they it's, are it, wonderful. It, it reminds me of the seats at the Garland Theater. The Garland Theater has great seats. Yeah. It's and that so generation thought, of theater well, seats. I
1: I know you told me to stand up, but I'm going to sit down. So I made sure I sat down a few times last night to enjoy that seat. And then I also had a little work to do, so I was doing some work on my phone. It was one of those where I was uh, like, Well, I need to at least be you you did get mad at me, I think, at one point Kevin. and started touching my phone and like trying to get me to to stop doing that. But I was like, Well, this is great. I'm just listening to music in yeah. a comfortable chair. And I'm sure the people behind me were also looking like what is that guy doing? Why is he
2: doing work? He he charges that much for a wedding? That's a steal screaming deal. Uh, yeah. That's a screaming deal. I know the lady behind was thinking that like if I get remarried, that's a screaming deal on getyourdj.com. That's yeah, what she was that's saying. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, and I but for the record everyone, I said that. So just a note keeping out there whatever happens, getyourdj.com was said by me. Not me. Not you. So I did see you working, I, I and I knew you were responding to emails. I was. And I was like, my guy's back and here grinding at, at 9.15 p.m., just getting the job done for the brides in his life, who you're going to be doing events for. And I'm thinking, yeah. this is great. This is it. So, But, yeah, I did. I, I apologize. I did kind of like mess around with the phone, because I did want you to get up like Kitmore wanted us to. Yeah, too. you're like,
1: come on. And you were in a pretty good spot last night. You and your wife had fun. a babysitter. Yeah, and man. And you both decided... We took an Uber. Yeah, yeah. And when you decide we've taken an Uber, and it was just like uh, you guys are both in that mode a little bit. Y- your wife, for those who don't know, works with Kip Moore. Yes, that is one of her artists that she deals with. She's in the music world. They are and-
2: weirdly—I mean, should I be worried—they're weirdly like best friends. So you, Kip, Kip, you know what they reminded me Kip of? Lo- like Kip loves my wife. My wife loves Kip. They are. They are very good friends.
1: They remind each other. They reminded me of brother and sister.
2: That's without a doubt. Where it is
1: the thing. It's like Kip is not afraid to tell it like it is. And Anna, your wife, loves to tell it like it is. big time. And so she'll tell Kip stuff and then he'll get mad
2: he'll tell her back it's kind of funny it is like a brother and sister
1: their little yeah. relationship it's
2: so funny and so I, I i enjoy that dynamic a lot so yeah she was excited she was like the family it's the family show she gets to go and see the family show right. and 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 we yeah, we had a good time we're going to talk about that here in a second i, I do want to go to the phone's 509 441 hi who's this oh my fault i didn't get to, i was hoping that was the fox theater like the actual theater calling I, I want to talk about Kit more. I, di- I just wanted to make sure we celebrate some of the things we have locally that you may have forgotten about. It is a great venue. Because From you I see buildings close, I, and I know I don't think, there's not a rumor or anything out there that no. it's going to close. That's not what I'm saying. But you see buildings close because, oh, we didn't go there enough. Right. Oh, we didn't eat at this restaurant enough, so it closed. And then it's gone, and it's a bummer. That building is so rad. It and is a so great
1: spot for concerts.
2: We need to make sure that building doesn't change, doesn't go anywhere, whether it's, like you said, concerts, now, plays. Okay, but Kevin, what is the butt? But? I do but? have a complaint about it. All right. Hit me with your butt.
1: I go out. I have to pee very bad.
2: Okay. Nick
1: and Aubrey. You know, I take medication, too, that makes me have what I call a medical pee, where there's just no stopping it. You've got to get to a bathroom. I go out. Go into the bathroom. I think it's right there. First thing, I run into a, a a listener, Mike. I'm like, "What's up?" Start talking to him. He's talking about Watershed. I'm like, "Okay, that's great." They were leaving this morning for Watershed. I'm like, okay, go to wrap it up, and I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. Bad, like now." And I thought it was right there in the hallway. I go, "It's not. It's nowhere down there. There's no men's restroom on the main level."
2: Yes, there is. Where? By merch, some that's I asked and they said no, it's upstairs. No, you take a left going out of the venue. You take a left. That's what I did, and it's right there. I used it uh, way too many times last night. Down below, down below. I did see you coming down Why the stairs did, one time, and I thought yes. you were visiting someone. They told me I
1: asked the uh, the people working there. I said, "Where's is, where's is the men's restroom?" And they said, "Oh, it's it's upstairs." They said there is a unisex bathroom downstairs.
2: Is that where you were going? No, man. I went to a bathroom that was all, all, you're uh, oh, Okay, Okay, all it was. Why?
1: what in the world? Why did they send me a straight? Because I had to go all the way up the stairs to go to the bathroom. And when you're at that point, the last thing you need is stairs and jiggling.
0: There's the thoughts in the Fox Theater. I have no no That's problem the with them now. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Like, what's the least number of French fries you get when you order at a restaurant? Kevin James. 38. Slim? That <laughs> seems high. I can't go That's to the industry standard. Standards. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote, Coyote Country. Country.
2: Quickly, Kevin, Moore last night, a Spokane, uh, Spokane, I almost said Spokane Arena, Spokane Fox Theater. Yeah, Spokane's Fox Theater. We just talked about it. Remember? The building. I thought he was great. He really is good. I thought he okay. was
1: great. Kip's a guy that I enjoy some of his songs You know, on the radio. He's not a guy I've ever dove into his albums or any of that. I have some friends that are diehard. They love him. They yeah. say he's one of the best performers you'll ever see. The whole deal, they're like, why? You need to come to a show. I hadn't seen Kip for a long time. Now that I saw his show, I get it. I get yep. why they're into him. He sounds amazing. It, it, uh, I don't know a lot of his songs. That's part of my problem to it, you know to sing along. But I was blown away by the connection he has with his audience. Like the they love him. They were singing every song, and I was like, hey, one hundred percent respect.
2: Kevin, it's very weird to me because I don't think there are going to be that many people who come through town who fill a, a venue like that in the country music space, fill yeah. a venue like that, but then not only fill the venue, have everyone singing every word to your songs. And when we are talking about big country music names, we don't bring Kip Moore's name up. No, like we don't is, do it. I, I don't think we're. I don't think that's like unfair of us. Cause I, he doesn't have like you know a lot of songs out recently that have been like smash hits and stuff. Well, but but the fact that everyone in that place saying every word means that there there is something. There's a disconnect there somewhere that I can't figure out why or where. Right, like maybe he isn't mainstream, super popular, but who
1: he's popular with, he's popular.
0: Like For they, sure, it
1: reminds me a little bit of old school Walker Hayes and even Walker Hayes to now because Walker's still not just turning out hit after hit, but they're guys that the people who love them are all in and they know every word to every song. And it's like, okay, I was very impressed with the entire show last night and yeah. just the way he sounded, uh, He got that little smile. He just flashes at everybody. He's a good looking dude. He's like, oh man,
2: Kip, stop it. Uh, He's a good looking dude. I had, (laughs) yeah, I, I, I had a moment with him last night because he is a former basketball player. Yeah, he played college hoops. Played a little bit of college basketball, and he's good. He can play. And so we were talking about the fact that I always am mad. I wanted. I've always wanted to hoop with him. Because, I I, I, lo- I mean, I love country music. I love basketball. I love it.
1: It's an opportunity that, you know, you love hoops, and your wife knows you love hoops. Yeah. Your wife, working with these artists, has been beneficial. You got to play hoops with Sam Hunt.
2: Right, exactly. Like, that's going to go down as one of your favorite things ever. Ever. Uh, ever, ever, ever. And he, I mean, he was really good. And so I've always wanted to play with Kip, and, and he knows that, and we've talked about it, but he doesn't. Play as much anymore because he's into the he's into the hiking. He said yeah. yesterday all he wanted to do was go hiking. They're in Missoula. They want to do the, the river float. So if you're if Kit Moore in your city, don't look from around town. Go out to the mountains, and he's always that. there.
1: Where he said we plan our tour around. Making sure we can float that river in Missoula. Yes.
2: I love that. Yes. They make sure an off day is around there or that they can get there very early and do the river float in Missoula because they love it so much. And he said they always hang a couple extra days at Park City, Utah, because there's a lot of good hiking and stuff around there. So he really does tour around beautiful places and works that in. But I was like, I want to play hoops. And somehow it came up with my wife and him talking. She's like, she brought up, well, Kipmore and and me, Slim, against her other artists. She works with Sam Hunt and Jordan Davis. And Kip kind of got... You're so mad about this. I'm so mad about this. Kip kind of got big and stood up and was like, well, Sean and I would, would crush him. And my wife, looking at one of her favorite people, Kip Moore, like just friend-wise, and her husband says, well, you guys would lose to Jordan and Sam. And Kevin, at that moment... You got mad. I, well, I took my ring off and threw it away. And you had
1: been having some drinks, and when Slim has some drinks, he can get a little
2: mouthy. Kevin, I looked at my wife, my support system, my person, and I looked at her as she kicked me where it counts, basketball. The thing I love, my favorite thing in the world, basketball. I, I and w- she has looked me in the eyes and said, you will lose at this Thing that Jordan I that I and, love to to uh, to Jordan Davis, who I would smoke in basketball. Yes, yeah, big. You dude. love Jordan
1: like you and Jordan him. have become buddies a little bit. You you like Jordan a lot,
2: but Jordan, <sighs> the entire night, Kip brought it up. The entire night, he he could not stop. He kept coming up, and he was like, "Dude, can you believe your wife said that? Can you believe it?" I thought he was gonna say it on stage at one point. He looked over and saw Anna like was pointing at her and stuff, and I thought he's going to stop the show right now and say, You're a liar. I just have to ask if you, you're a are, bad you
1: are you better at basketball than Jordan Davis? Yes. Okay. Yes, are you better. better at basketball than Jordan uh, What? Okay. <laughs> okay. So not, but maybe Kent Moore is and that's all you
0: need.
1: <laughs>